Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Mills and currently pastors the IDRC branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Daghiwad Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Daghiwad Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. to your feet this morning. Wow. Are you happy to be in church? You don't look it. Some people are not smiling. Hallelujah. For a moment, you just want to bow down your head and ask the Lord to speak to you this Sunday. Thank him for all that you've heard thus far and ask him to speak as the word of God comes that something will go directly and deep down into your spirit. Let it not be that you come to smile and to laugh only, but also that something will be imparted to you to carry you through this week. Father, we are grateful. Thank you so much, Lord, for your presence with us this morning. I pray that you will speak a word to us, a word in season, and a word in good time. May we be impacted by what you have for us this morning. Thank you that we can gather. Thank you that we are free to worship. Thank you, Lord, that your presence is always with us. We are grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed church so much this morning. Amen. I think you should put your hands together for every who has played a part so far and put your hands also for yourself also for yourself hallelujah amen if you had not been here they could also not have heard I mean sung to anybody so we are all important this morning amen powerful well this morning I'm preaching to you still from this book how to neutralize curses amen and it's amazing the things we're finding out in our lives isn't it Oh, isn't it? Yeah. Or you, when you leave here, no, you go and sleep. Yeah. Hey. When you look through, no, you see that, mm, I'm seeing something that I need to pray about. How many of you were here on Wednesday and had a good time praying? Powerful. Some of you, even to come and pray for your own self, you won't do. Oh, what a, pro- it's a pity. But I think those who came, I got reports that it was a very powerful meeting. Amen to pray and just organize and reorganize some things. Amen. Well, today, I, we are actually going to end. This is the last um, <laughs> session of this series. We must move on. There, there are so many. You see, if we stay in this book, we can be here for more than half a year. But there are other things that must also come up, isn't it? So this is the last installment, if you like, of this particular topic. And I want to end by talking to you about how to neutralize curses with blessings. How to neutralize curses with blessings. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Amen. 
Remember when I started the series, I was telling you that you should try and not miss because you don't know when something will come that you need. And there are so many ways of mitigating these curses, I mean, neutralizing the curses. You know, some of the things we found out, some of the curses we saw in the Bible, they were frightful. Things that one didn't even know was there. And I shared with you that a curse is like a snake that is lying there. It's already there. People only seem to fear when somebody is saying something, say, oh, the person has cursed me. That one is not anything. You heard it. You are alive. Child of God, you can easily neutralize it. Oh, are you there? Hey. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you awake? Are you here? The one that people walk around, you know, people easily go and say they are taking an egg, they are doing this, they are doing that. One, 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 one mindless fellow like that came here one day that he was coming to curse us. Meanwhile, he was telling lies too. And he, oh yeah, he came with eggs, came with whatever. And one of my pastors met him out here and said that, well, that's what the you are free to curse. Well, you are not going to do it here. This ground belongs to God. So just go out there and go and do. Every curse you can see, a curse is like a snake, I told you. Every snake that we see, is it not a dead snake? If you enter, we'll finish you. So the guy went over there and for every curse that he spoke, I was in my office. I didn't even come out to look at his face. And my pastor just would take the oil and just also pour. And also, after three days, the man returned that he's begging. They say he should come and reverse the thing. We have finished ours. The only question we ask him is why didn't you come shanekete broad daylight? You came at dawn so nobody will see you reversing. Are you here? May any curse that has been spoken be reversed. Amen. So those are not the ones that worry us. The ones that worry us are the ones we don't know are there. And we stumble into them. You know, last week we were talking about the curses that come when you don't, you know, you, somebody who is vulnerable. You cheat the person. You misdirect the person. And many of us are guilty of that. Oh, you're looking at me so nicely. Yeah. Your roommate who you know doesn't have. Then you be gossiping about her to other people. Well, I know she doesn't have. Yeah, and if you were a proper person, you would have just, yeah, yes, you are eating, you are all eating. See that the, the church is quiet again. Yeah. But you didn't know that you stumbled across something because of how you, you, you handled that particular issue. Are you with me? So that is even why the Bible cases are more fearsome. Because of the way in which you can be walking through and not know. And that's why I was telling you, this book, acquire it so you can read all of them and take your time. Amen. After all, if you knew that by all means there are snakes over here, you will just avoid that place. Uh-huh. But today I want to talk to you about how to neutralize these curses. Because the truth is that many problems that are there arise from curses. Many of them, yeah. Some in your family that you never knew of, you were not there, you were not party to, you didn't do anything, you don't even know about it. And sometimes, it's as you look at the way things are unfolding, that's when you say that, ah, this thing is looking suspiciously like a curse. Are you here? But I thank God that blessings, there are different, there are different ways of, of breaking curses. You can break it by wisdom, you can break it by anointing, you can break it by all kinds of things. Many of you have broken the curse that comes onto you because of a bad father-son or father-daughter relationship. True or lie? Yeah, as soon as you realize that there's something lying there, that the person who insults the father, and meanwhile you were doing it regularly, this and that, many reversed. Hey, hey, he may not even be right, but that's not the point. 
I just am not going to have this. So all these are ways. And today, we are learning another way to neutralize a curse. And that is with blessings. Amen. Your scripture is Isaiah 65 and verse 8. This is where we learn this principle. Thus saith the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster, and one saith, destroy it not, for a blessing is in it, so will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. I read it again. Isaiah 65 and verse 8. Thus saith the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster, and one saith, destroy it not, for a blessing is in it, so will I for my servant's sake that I may not, so will I do for my servant's sake that I may not destroy them all. What is the scripture saying? The scripture is talking about, you see how grapes, grapes come, it's like a bunch. Uh-huh. And it's saying that, so there's a bunch of grapes there, there's something in it, it's a blessing. So don't destroy the cluster. Are you there? Because there's a blessing in it. And God is saying that that's how he too, he will not destroy his people. At that time, they were not in his good books. But he won't destroy them because they are carrying a blessing. Amen. So he's teaching us a principle that you are carrying a blessing. And because of that blessing, you will not be destroyed. Hallelujah. Are you there or you have tribaled? Amen. Many, many problems come because we of a, a, a curse that is lying there. Hallelujah. And it's important for us to learn this because we are growing up at a time and in an environment that says, work hard and you will be blessed. Work hard and you will do well. And to some degree it is true because there's no blessing in being lazy. Uh -huh. However, you must also know that you can work hard and nothing good will be happening. Yeah. Uh, is it true or it's not true? Yeah. You can be, my, my favorite example are Ghanaian farmers. Most of you, you have never gone to stay near your grandfather or your uncle who is a farmer. Is it not, it's deliberate because you know that when you get there, the back breaking work that is waiting for you. <laughs> are you in the house? So if it was hard work alone, then our farmers must be really blessed because honestly, push your neighbor and say honestly, honestly. Their hard work is more than we can carry. Yeah. Very serious. Very serious. There is even a town, I remember when I was working, I worked for many years in the north and there was a particular part of the Upper East. We used to say it, I mean, what should I say? In passing, that as for this town, you have to lift a stone before you can, count, you can plant a corn. Stones be what? Stones. So apart from the back-breaking work of farming, every year they have to move the stones off the land and arrange it well. Are you there? Before you can even think of planting what's already the planting, is it not work? The weeding, is it not work? The spraying with pesticides, is it not work? But in addition, before they can do that one, they must move the stones. And I thought when they have moved the stones, because they arrange it in a line, I thought, oh, when you do it once, that's it. Not knowing that every year some more come up. <laughs> so they are down there. So in between the processes of whatever is going on, it, has, it will come up. You by all means remove more. <sighs> if it was hard work alone, that brings a blessing. Then farmers who must remove stones from their land before they can even plant, they must, they must be. But you and I know it's not like that. Yeah. Some of you, you have been studying, yeah? your grades are not good. 
So if it was hard work alone, if it was hard work alone, then <laughs> the one who studies 10 hours a day must do better than the one who studies 3 hours a day. But we know that it's not, it is important to learn hard, but you know that it's not a linear equation. You know. Some people are there, they ask students, they say, what's a linear equation? <laughs> it's a straight line. This plus this gives you this. So, hours of learning gives you good grades. I wish it was the only thing. Please, don't go anywhere and say, someday when we came to change, they said we shouldn't learn hard. No, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. That's why I cleared myself by saying that, as for work, you gotta work. And everything that you do, you gotta do your, your best. But, it's not the only thing. It's not the only thing. If you do it and God is not with you, are you in the house? If you do it and God is not with you, immediately you see that it amounts to nothing. And the best example I can think about are the nations in the West that say that God is dead, God is not there. Yeah, they are working very hard. They are gaining a lot of money. They can buy whatever they want. Happiness has eluded them. All these years, it was one of my shocks when I was a student outside. I thought that Ghana is our poverty that is disturbing us. So if we should just get some money, no, we'll be okay. Is that not our thinking? Then I got to a place where a student there is richer than a worker here. As for anything that they want, they have. And I realized that happiness by Kukra Poneo, they are not happy. I saw, that's where I understood what depression is. That's where I saw depressed people. That's where I understood what you said. And I was like, ah, but if it's like that in Ghana, we should have committed it a long time ago. Because as we are here, hey, please show your neighbor your purse. What's inside? I mean, as we are here, hey, many people in January, they don't know how they'll reach much. Hey, so, <laughs> are you in the house? So if that was all, I'm working hard, I bought my house, I bought my car, then they should be the happiest people. But I tell you, this one is not a care, a care. They say, they say, they say, yes, say, yes, say. This is what my eyes have seen it in my life before. That I understood and I realized that a child walking around Kote village without slippers is happier. I tell you, hey, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. A child walking, playing gutter to gutter with a brother here. Hey, eating fufu from Wambo, sharing one crab, fighting one fighting, has more laughter, more laughter in his life, sleeps better, wakes up better. I know that you don't believe me. That's why I pray that you go and see and come. It's my prayer, pa. Hey! So it's not hard work alone. If you finish the thing and God is not with you, you realize that it's not it. And that's why today I'm talking to you about blessings. Blessings. Hallelujah. And the Bible says it. The Bible says that it's better to be in a place where you are sharing a piece of bread, where there's happiness and peace, than to be where there's riches and nothing. Yeah, it's in the Bible. Ask your neighbor, when last did you read your Bible? <laughs> but that's why today I want to talk to you about blessings. Blessings. Amen. 
blessings. Blessings. Some of you, you are so blessed out of your socks. The problem is that you don't know it's a blessing. Yeah. You see? Until something happens to you and you lose the ability to taste, you will not know that the tasting of food is a blessing. The church has become quiet again. Yeah. Mm. And so, I want to take some time today to show you somebody who was in a certain situation. And that situation can only be described as a case. As you look at the situation. And how blessings got the person out of there. Is it a good study that we want to do today? Yeah. I want to show you somebody in the Bible. Now, this was a guy whose story begins in Genesis. He was born in Genesis chapter 33, but his story, the part we want to hear, begins in Genesis 37. And this one, you can only describe it as an ill-fated person. <laughs> Are you there? So let's read, because some of you, when they sent you to Sunday school, you didn't go. Tell your neighbor, you started dodging church early, but I thank God today you have not dodged church. You are here. I thank God. I thank God. You were watching Jenny to the West. The monkey, what is the name of that monkey? Cried. The one that does, you know, eh, the sister with the eh, That one. You were not going to church so that you can watch that monkey. But God has had mercy on you today. Hallelujah. I'm reading. Okay, quiet. Let's read. Genesis chapter 37. I'm reading from verse 3. Now we are talking about the, the children of Jacob. In the Bible you see they call him Jacob, they call him Israel. It's the same person. Verse 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. Verse 4. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and my sheaf arose and stood upright, and your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. In other words, my corn stood upright, and you people, your corn that was around you bowed. It's when you've got such a dream, you'll not shut up and just put it in your pocket. Eh? Hmm. Verse 10. Some of you, you are cursed. The problem, you talk too much. That's the problem. Are you there? And look at what the Bible says. And his brethren said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? You see, they understood about the thing. Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it to his brethren. Push your neighbor and say, Oh, crow mouth. Oh, crow mouth. And he said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to you to the earth? Verse 11. And his brethren envied him. But his father observed the saying. Are you there? His brethren went to feed his father's flock in Shechem. 
And Israel said unto Joseph, remember I said Jacob is called Jacob or Israel. You see them using it inter intermittently. Like your name, Kwame and Andrew. You can use it. Uh -huh. Okay. Israel said unto Joseph, Do not your brethren feed the flock in Shechem? Come and I will send you unto them. He said, Here I am. Here am I. And he said, Go, I pray thee. See whether it is well with your brethren and well with the flocks and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the valley of Hebron and he came to Shechem. And a certain man found him and behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him saying, what seekest thou? And he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee, where they feed their flocks. And the man said, they are departed hence. For I heard them say, let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brethren and found them in Dothan. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. Underline that one too. They conspired against him. So we see that they hated him. Now we see them conspiring against him to slay him. Hmm. Verse 19. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, let us slay him and cast him into some pits. And we will say, some evil beast has devoured him, and we shall see what will happen. Become of his dreams. Okay. Now, some of you, you don't read your Bible. Go ahead and continue reading so that you know the full story. But the story continues that this young man came up to his brothers, and they caught hold of him, and they put him into a pit. In fact, one of the brothers begged for him and said, don't kill him. If you kill him, his blood will be on our hands. So they put him in a pit. That brother had planned that when they are going, he'll go and remove him from the pit. But he didn't get that chance. Before, they were going to leave him there to die. Then they saw some people passing, Ishmaelites passing, and they said, let us sell him. Have you been sold before? <laughs> so let us sell him. So they sold him to the Ishmaelites. And the Ishmaelites were traveling to Egypt. When they got to Egypt, a man called Potiphar saw the guy and bought him to be a slave in his house. Hey, you are there or you have traveled. I'm showing you a life that is, seems to be dogged with misfortune. Tell, it, tell the brother, you don't sleep in church. You should sit up. Why? <laughs> Otherwise, I have to send somebody from the front to wake him up and then everybody will see who he is. Yeah, so when I'm preaching, you sit well. Okay. Amen. Tell anybody, this is not your grandfather's house. It's the house of God. You sit well in the house of God. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Amen. So this guy, he's sold into the house of Potiphar, and he's a slave. And maybe you don't understand what it means to be a slave. If you go to the market and you're going to buy a goat that you want to live, not the one you're going to slaughter. Even sometimes you check the one you're going to slaughter like that. If you're a proper buyer of live animals, you look at the animal, you see the placement of the feet, whether it's standing well, you hold it by the you lift to get an idea of the weight. You open the mouth. Yeah. Because if it's an old animal, the way you know is by the teeth. If it doesn't have teeth, it can't eat well, it's on its way out. <laughs> Are you there? That's how they used to buy slaves. Koto, let's see what's behind you. Let's see whether the testicles are hanging right. Open your mouth. Stick out your tongue. So that it's like there's no... No, you can have blood, but not the one that will not allow you to work. Let's see your teeth. 
Let's see that there are no swelling somewhere. That's how. So to be a slave and to be bought from a market as a slave is a very, very humiliating thing. And that's what happened to this young man. When you read the story, because you know the end, you don't understand that it was not a good thing. So he goes to Potiphar's house and he's there for a while working. And then, as time, I mean, after all, now there, he's in a place where he's eating, he's working, he's doing well. And then the man's wife begins to desire the young man. The Bible says that she harassed him daily. Some of you young men are being harassed daily. So let me just give you some free advice. A lady who chases you is not worth it. It's not worth it. Hey! Oh, mommy, this thing that you are saying is because you are colo. You are telling me that I'm colo. How many divorces have you heard about? How many marriages have you done? So don't bring yourself. All those ones when the girl goes to chase the guy, the day comes when the man tells the girl that I'm not the person who came for you. You came chasing me. And that's the beginning of the end of the marriage. So what I'm telling you, uh-huh. Mm, because I know some of you modern girls. You see the guy, you don't even know the guy. How a man desires a woman, that's how you desire a man. Then you start working on your phone. So that's why I'm neutralizing the brothers against you. Hey! Anyway, the Bible says that this girl, this woman harassed the guy. And he, can you imagine? Look at all that he has been through. Now small piece he has found to be here where he can eat and he can prosper. Then he comes to meet this woman. And when she realizes that he's not going to bow, out of shame and embarrassment, she lies, hell lies, and vindictiveness. There's a saying, hell has no fury like a woman's scorned. So a woman that is chasing a man that the guy kind of, she can be so angry that they say, hell, cry, there's no anger like that in hell. And truly, you see it. She goes to lie that he rather was trying to rape her, and the guy finds himself in jail. What a life. Push your neighbor and say, what a life. But I thank God that he allowed Joseph to go through that because Today, there are people here who have the three problems that Joseph had. His problem number one was that his brethren hated him. Yeah. His brethren hated him. He crumpled. You can see that he was a little boastful as a little boy. But he was a small boy. These guys were men. Remember that he was one of 12 children and he was number 11. So the brothers were grown. How can you be envying your small brother? I mean, as you are here, you are in the university. You are in second year. Your little brother is in P6. And then you are envy. It doesn't even make sense. But that's the kind of scenario. Are you there? And the Bible says that they hated him. They hated him and they mocked him. Are you there? They really hated him. And, and so if you are here this morning and there are people who hate you, this story is to help you to overcome them. Amen. Are you there? Because Joseph really looked like an unfortunate person. It's very difficult to rise above hatred. And sometimes as a young person, and even as an older person, you can find yourself in the midst of a place where somebody doesn't like you. Amen. His second problem was that not only did they hate him, but they also hurt him. Now, if you don't know the difference between hate and hurt, hate is H-A-T-E. Hurt is H-U-R-T. 
they heard him. Yeah, they heard him. He was a wounded person. Are you there? He was wounded by what they had done to him. He was wounded by the fact that his brothers who he shared the same blood with had treated him in a certain way. And some of us who are here this morning, you are no stranger to wounds. People have hurt you. People have hurt you. You have believed somebody and the person has let you down. You, you, you have a father that you are expecting to pay fees and the father says, in fact, one father told his child, I am an anaconda. Have you seen an anaconda look after his children before? Yeah. 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 Are you there? Yeah. One child also told the parents that I'm taking you to court because I didn't ask to be born. You see? I mean... Some of you, you don't even call your parents. When you call, it's like you're asking for money. That's all. And it's very, very painful because your father is not a bank. Your mother is not a bank. It's in the bank that I can take my check and put it down. If I like, I'll greet. If I don't like, I won't greet. My money is there. Here's the check. Bring it. And some of you treat your parents like that. To call and just say that I'm just calling to ask how you're doing is far from you. So you see that even within a family, family unit, there can be a lot of hate. There can be a lot of hurt. The hurt that comes from others outside is not as difficult as the one that comes from others, from those inside. Because you are living there and there's no way out. And Joseph had that kind of situation. I wonder what he felt. And you see, when a person is wounded, the person is disadvantaged. A wounded person is not the same as somebody who is not wounded. Are you there? A person who's wounded, even how you think, is affected. You become like somebody who is wearing red glasses. Everything you see is red. So this wall that all of us can see that is white, you, you say it's red. But it's actually your head. And that's why you can be sitting in church and when I'm preaching, you're angry with me. Because I don't know your name and I've said something, but you bore. And it's like, you see, in the church, they are trying to embarrass me. It's your glasses that you are looking through. Nobody knows that it's you. That's why I often tell you that if the thing is pinching you, look straight and smile. Nobody will know that it is you. But rather you get offended. You get offended. Because when you are wounded, you are not normal. And some of you, because of those wounds, when you are in the room with your roommates, you are not nice. You are a very nasty person. Hmm. Should I say or I shouldn't say? Yeah. Some of you are very difficult to live with. Very difficult because of your wounds. Very difficult to live with. You see, many years ago, something had happened to me and I was very wounded in life. And I mean, I am choleric sanguine. Such people, we don't know up until that point in my life. The word depression, I'd only seen it elsewhere. And if you had come to me that you are depressed, I'll tell you that it's because you don't have anything to do. Come, I'll give you work. <laughs> up until this point in my life. Then... This episode happened that I was so broken about, so wounded about, and it was taking me a long time to recover. I, I, I traveled with my, in my job, and I went to a place in Tamale and in those areas in the north, when the temperature is very high as it is at this time of the year. One of the nicest things in life is to have a shower that works. Unfortunately, most of the showers at this time don't work either, because that's when water supply is also low. So in your house, you're probably fetching buckets, buckets. 
So when we used to travel, we get to a place where chalet showers are coming. It's a, uh, I mean, <laughs> you really manifest. So 42 degrees heat, and I've gone to this hotel where we're all staying, my colleagues and I. I opened the shower, the shower is coming, and I'm about to have my shower, but something had happened a few days before. A few days before I had gone on this journey, I had burnt my hand with an iron, so there was a mark, I mean, a burn here. So when I was going to have this shower, take this shower, and enjoy this cool water on this extremely hot day, the hand could not go under the shower because of the wound. So I draped my hand over the door so that water and soap will not enter the wound. And that was when the Holy Ghost started to talk to me. He said, why is your hand there? I said, oh, because of the wound. Then the Lord asked me that, but soap, is it painful? I said, oh, no, 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 soap is not painful. They said, water too, is it painful? Oh, no, 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 water is not painful. You see? So I said, why is your hand there? I said, oh, but Lord. Then he said, you see, that is how it is when you are wounded over something. Things that other people who are not wounded enjoy, you don't enjoy them. Because, in fact, the first thing he said, look at how funny you are looking. Taking your shower with your hand draped over somewhere. I mean, who, who has a shower like this? Ask your neighbor, is that how you have been taking your shower? You drape your hand. Yeah. So he said, first of all, when you are wounded, you even look funny. You look funny. And some of you, if you think back, you see that you've done very funny things. You've responded in a funny way. Somebody was even trying to be good to you. And you have just lashed out, blasted the person. Meanwhile, the person was trying to help you. And now how to even go back is hard. Yeah. Then the second thing he shared with me was that, have you seen how things people enjoy the shower in 42 degree heat. You can't enjoy it. Because I was now just in a hurry to finish taking this shower. Number three. Simple things to do. Is it not simple to bath yourself? Now the problem is that one hand is here. So the places this hand has to bath. This hand must now find a way But when you are bathing, it's so simple, you don't even think about it. Sponge is in this hand, it does its work. Sponge is in that hand, it does its work. Now, because of a wound, a simple, easy thing has become difficult. And some of you, because of those wounds, you have made simple things in life so difficult. So hard. Because of a wound. Are you in the house? Then he said to me, have you seen how it has affected everything? It affected everything. Everything that you do, it has affected it. When you come out of the shower, how to dry up is a problem. After you finish drying up, should we put gentian violet on it? Should we bandage it? If I put gentian violet, it's very messy. If I wrap it around, it will start. Life is complex because of a wound. And some of you, that's how you are. Walking wounded. That's why wounded soldiers are removed from the battle. Yeah, wounded soldiers are removed. Hey, push your neighbor and say, hey, are you listening? Yeah, because some of you are very funny people. Hmm. Only that it's not funny at all. The third problem that this guy had. So first, 
He was hated. Second, he was wounded. And third, they wanted to kill him. They wanted to kill him. In Genesis 37 and verse 20, they said, Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. They wanted to kill him. Genesis 49 verse 23 says that the archers have sorely grieved him. This is what his father, Joseph's father, was saying about him. They have grieved him, they have shot at him, and they have hated him. When you look at all these painful things this young man went through, you can easily conclude that a curse of frustration was in his life. Things that should have been simple were not simple for him. He was the son of a rich man, and he shouldn't have suffered like that. And some of you are here, you understand what I'm saying. Because as you look at it, your situation does not make sense. You shouldn't be here. Somebody who is there who could have changed it, and the person hasn't changed it. And you are allowing yourself to be guided by emotions and feelings, and you are becoming a caricature. And that is why today's sermon is to help you. Amen. You see, I could easily say, I understand you. And then you would have continued crying. Like Ghana movie. That's why I don't like Ghana movies. I don't, Ghana movie and Nigeria movie, I don't like them. The reason why I don't like them is because the crying is too much. Yeah. Nothing changes. I mean, you, you are, school is difficult. You are not doing well. So he, 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 he. Every day we see, he, 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 are you in the house? That's why recently when one of my little young daughters was telling me that the guy who was going to marry her had just... <laughs> he had just... You know, after she told me the whole story, I told her, cry. You need to cry. Then the, the few hours... I got back online. I said, okay, now dry your eyes. When last did you go and buy yourself a dress? Go and get yourself a dress you like. Do you have money? She says, yes, I have. I said, good. Then I said, after you've gotten the dress, go to the hairdresser. Change your style. Go to those who do manicure. Do your fingers. And I said, tomorrow, when you step out, hold your head high. Tell yourself, he has lost. God has something better for you. And today I'm speaking to somebody and I'm telling you that yes, you are wounded. You are down, but you are not out. It's difficult, but it's not over. Go and get yourself a new dress. Go and get yourself something you like. Go and do something. And tomorrow, step out and say, it is well with me. Hallelujah. And I told her, I said, you know, you wouldn't have been happy anyway with a guy. And I began to show her because of one, two, three, four. So you wouldn't have been happy. So God has rescued you. Now the guy who is the real person is coming. Let go of the crying that you were crying before. You see, Joseph could have cried all he liked. It would not have solved anything. 
And that's why I'm happy to announce to you the mysterious blessings of Joseph, which the Bible tells us about. The reason why, in spite of this life that looked so cursed, or oh, it's not a cursed life, somebody that they were trying to hit you, they're trying to kill you, they send lie on you, they tell lies, they put you in jail, and me, whatever you do, you can't seem to come up. But he didn't go down. And the Bible tells us why. The answer is in Genesis 49. In Genesis chapter 49, his father is speaking and his father begins to talk about Joseph. Because you see, Joseph was in the prison one day after all his tribulations when Pharaoh sent for him and he came to interpret Pharaoh's dream. And after interpreting Pharaoh's dream, he finds himself being appointed assistant Pharaoh. He finds himself being given free board and lodging. He finds himself in a place where when Pharaoh is number one, he is number two. Straight from the prison right up to the top. May it be your story. Amen. Hallelujah. But he didn't get there by paying for it and he didn't get there by any means of his own. The reason why he got there is in the scripture. Genesis 49. I read from verse 22. His father is speaking. And he says, Joseph is a fruitful bow, even a fruitful bow by a well whose branches run over the wall. It's like saying he's a fruitful tree and he has grown ah, that he's growing. Even over the wall, you can see his fruit. May it be your story. Yeah. Then his father says, the archers have sorely grieved him. An archer is someone with a bow and arrow. And they shot him and they hated him. But his bow abode in strength. And the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. Do you understand? So they are firing at him. And he should have gone down. But instead of going down, because mighty God was with him. Because mighty God, the hands of mighty God were with him. He was strong. You will be strong. And you are strong. Regardless of what is being shot at you. He goes on to say in verse 25. Even by the God of your father who shall help you. The God of your father. You know you may be here today and you may be saying that. Oh then this blessing is not for me because me dear my father has passed away. Me dear my father is an idol worshiper. Me dear my father doesn't think about God. But that's why I thank God that he gives us not just one father but even more than ten. And one of those fathers is a spiritual father. And in this house we have a father who has a God. And what we have seen that God do for our father he will do for us as well. Hallelujah. Even by the God of thy father who shall help thee and by the almighty who shall bless thee with blessings. Now look at the blessings. And today I'm showing you the blessings that overcome the curse. And it says, he will bless you with the blessings of heaven above. Blessings of the deep that lieth under. Blessings of the breast and blessings of the womb. The blessing of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors. You see what the father was saying was that the blessings that you, Joseph, have received is even more than what I got from my ancestors. Because 
Jacob had been blessed by Abraham and Isaac before him. But look, there were four blessings. And today, those are the four blessings that will come upon you. If you would turn your heart to serve God. Because the thing about Joseph was that throughout all his tribulations, the Bible says that God was with him. God was with him when he was standing in the marketplace and they bought him. God was with him when he entered Potiphar's household. The Bible says that Potiphar could see that the guy was blessed. God was with him again when he entered into the prison. He never left him. So even in the prison, he had favor. Even in the situation that you are in, God is with you. If only you would trouble to see him, he is with you. Even in the middle of the things that they are saying about you, God is with you. If only you will see. What were his blessings? Let us enter it well. That's why we're going to verse 25. You see, when you read it like that, you don't understand the blessings of Abab. You know, it sounds very spiritual. The blessings Abab and the ones beneath and the ones of the breast and the woman. Then some of you start to think, but I'm not married yet. Hold on. What are the blessings? Number one, the blessings of heaven. The blessings of heaven are the blessings of spiritual things. Spiritual, supernatural things. Joseph was blessed with the ability to see visions and to dream dreams. Remember, because that is what kept him. When Potiphar's wife started to chase him, I believe that it is the memory that, no, but I am meant to be somebody. That's what kept him from sleeping with him. The Bible says that by means of a warish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. If he had slept with her, he would have been brought to a piece of bread. She said that you have nothing. And some of you young men, you are sleeping around. Cut it. Just cut it. Just stop. Just stop. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Stop. Stop before a warish woman takes you to become a piece of bread. You know, I'm always telling you the story of the man called Straskan, who used to be head of the IMF, and he used to sleep around. And because the world thinks it's okay, nobody said anything until one day. One day. He went to the U.S., and he went to touch the maid who came to clean the room. And the woman cried foul. Brother, let me give you some advice. The way the world is going right now, eh? Don't, <laughs> just don't do it. Just don't do it. Things are turning around in a funny and very desperate way. As soon as the woman cried foul, they believed her. By this time, the man had packed his things and gone to the airport. The man said, hey, this guy, he raped me. He was on the flight when they came for him. And unfortunately for him, in the U.S., many countries, when they are arresting you, before they question you, they don't handcuff you. But if you are a suspect in the U.S., handcuff. They handcuffed the man. He came off the plane. CNN Live. Head of IMF. In handcuffs. They arrested him. Immediately, IMF said, we don't know you. The man was a Frenchman. He was supposed to have been running for French presidency. His party said, hey, we don't know you. Immediately, You know, months later, the case fell apart for lack of evidence. But by then, the deed was already done. He had been brought to a piece of bread. Yeah. Are you there? But this, you see, I'm saying this point because I'm showing you what Joseph's fate would have been if he had had agreed to Potiphar's wife's advances. But he had had visions and he had had dreams. 
And he knew I may be nobody today, but I'm going to be somebody. And that's why I prophesy to somebody today. And I tell you that you may be nobody today, but you are going to be somebody. You are well on your way. If only you will allow yourself to stay on track. If only you would cut off some things. If only you would leave, let it go. Let it go. Let me ask you, the pleasure from Pondokurano, how long? How many minutes? How many minutes? The fornication graduate. I mean, how many minutes? Let's face it. It's a myth that says it's hours. It's not true. It's a few minutes. Hmm. I'm talking to somebody. As I'm talking to somebody, may you receive a vision today and a dream. May you even, if nothing at all, hear my voice saying that you are going to do well. You are on your way to do well. Resist it. Resist it. Young lady, don't agree to the man. Don't agree at all. Don't agree. Weeping may tarry for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hold on a little longer. You have held on up until this point. He has not allowed you to be consumed up until this point. Hold on just a little bit longer. I want you to know something. That it is darkest just before day. When you get to the place where you say, I can't anymore. I can't stand it anymore. Daybreak is just there. Just there. This young man had visions, dreams. So he didn't bow. You too, don't bow. Don't bow. Are you in the house? Don't bow. Because sometimes I have some of you come and say, I'm tired. I've been poor for so long. I've struggled for so long. I said, don't bow. I've had young people ask me, what is the use of working right? What's the use of working right? I'm answering you today and I said, don't bow. What was the use of Joseph working right? God was with him. God was with him. It can't get better than that. Hallelujah. That's why you have not been squandered and that's why you are not down and out. Because even when you didn't know it, God was there. Yesterday I had a testimony that made me so happy. You know, those of us who've been going to Atonsu, you know Bishop Taj. He went to minister in a certain town. And he said it was not simple. Demons here and demons there. But he just did his best. And he came back to his room to sleep. 40 minutes after he had come to bed, his host and wife were at the door. Her baby is dying. Her baby is dying. And he prayed. And by the grace of God, the child was healed. And just as he went down to go and sleep again, he said that there was a knock on his door and the door opened. And there was a huge figure. <laughs> a huge figure. And he stood there and said, hey, who are you? What are you? And the guy said, I just came to tell you that what? To make sure you are okay. I am your spiritual angel. And based on what I have seen around, I just came to walk around and see if you are okay. I'm telling you today, your spiritual angel is on duty. It looks like you're going down, but you're not going down. God has sent you troops. They are around you if only your eyes could see. And so even though you feel that you're going down, you're not going down. I say you are not what? You are not going down. You're not going down. Hallelujah. Joseph was a slave, sold in a slave market. But the Bible says in Potiphar's house, God was with him. You may be a slave today, but God is with you. That's what I'm trying to let you understand. God is with you. And this guy 
had blessings of, from heaven above. That's the blessing that God is with you. He had supernatural spiritual insight, spiritual wisdom that was letting him do things. Are you here? He had gifts of leadership. That's why when he went into Potiphar's house, Potiphar realized I can relax. I don't have to work. I can relax. When he went into the prison, the prison holder, he said, oh, I can go to sleep. I have somebody here who will, who will manage the prison. He had been given spiritual gifts. Today, may you see your spiritual gifts. Receive them and use them. Don't throw them away because they are sent to help you. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, but me, I can't preach. Did you hear Joseph preaching? Had he even preached to a fly? Then don't say what you are saying. It didn't change the fact that God was with him. Spiritual blessings, the blessings of heaven above. May they be your portion today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's continue. Was that the only blessing he had? Not at all. Verse 25 says, He also had the blessings of the deep that lieth under. And you may be saying that, hey, what is that? The blessings of the deep are the blessings of wealth. All wealth is underground. There's not much above ground. If you are looking for gold, it's where? If you are looking for oil, it's where? If you are looking for diamonds, it's where? If you are looking for aluminium, it's where? If you are looking for bauxite, it's where? Yeah. Anything worth anything is under. The things that are lying above are things like sand. Stones. And the, can you compare the price of stone to the price of gold? Can you compare the price of sand to the, to the price of diamonds? No. So even though, yes, we use the common things, but the things that really have weight and might, they're under. And the Bible says that he was blessed with the things of the deep, the things that are down there. I want you to begin to see that the wealth of this world, eh, God just puts it into your hands. Yeah, just puts it in your hands. And he finds, you see, he's not going to come from heaven to do it. He uses channels to do it. And that's why you should be open to it. You should be open. Yeah. I mean, my tithe, I pay my tithe. It is one of the doors. I sow my seeds. It's another of the doors. I support evangelism. It's another of the doors. Oh, yeah. A man of God. I was amazed when Bishop Francis came. Only two people came to give him a seat. Direct, direct seat. Hey, the church is quiet. It's one of the ways of being blessed. Yeah. A seed that you give. One day I woke up and I gave my spiritual father a seed. From that day to today, I've not known what. When I was giving the seed, it was like bleeding. You understand bleeding? Just said, we'll be Yaakov. And I was asking myself, am I crazy? What are you doing? But I did it because I felt that that's what God wanted me to do. Yeah. It is one of the ways of unlocking the blessings of the deep. Hey. The church has become very quiet. Yeah. But this guy became a very powerful and wealthy person. And I see the same thing from most of us. If only we believe. Just believe. Just believe. Look, push your neighbor and say the crying is enough. It doesn't bring anything. Yeah. That's why I like asking people who cry a lot. Okay, so now that you are finished crying, what did it bring when you were crying? What has come, what does it come with? Amen. Hey. Now that you are finished being rude because you are hurt, what has it brought with it? Hey. Now that you are finished being careless, what has it brought with it? 
young lady that you have made yourself bono mattress, when you finish, what has it brought with it? Hmm. Push your neighbor and say they are talking to you. Amen. But we are told that this man was blessed with the blessings of the deep. I see the blessings of the deep chasing you. Yeah. I see them chasing you. And you see, they are chasing you. It's in the word all the time. All the time. I became a co-house owner with my husband by the word of God. Yeah, not by, by the word of God, the simple word. By moving in faith. That's why you need to see that the devil is attacking our faith. Yeah, he rises up and then you see people saying that, hey, the churches, they are only collecting money. It's money that they want. Uh, what again? They are telling lies. Deceiving the poor and collecting their money. What money do the poor have? What money do the poor have? Are you there? Hey, the reason why they are collecting the tithe is because what? They want to buy big cars. They want to do what again? You see, if I was looking for a car, you can bet your bottom dollar that it's not you I'll come and preach to. Ah. Ask anybody you're offering how much have you been giving? It cannot depend on you. It cannot. And the people who are speaking, no, you see, but what the enemy is doing is that it is our faith he's chipping at. So that when a, an opportunity comes to give, you don't respond because you are hearing that voice. And by hearing that voice, you cut off. You cut off what God has for you. I was also working for the government. I mean, when I say government, a normal job. I was a research officer. And we needed to buy, to get a house. We had tried to build, it was not working. It wasn't working. And somebody came and told us that there's a house for sale. And I remember thinking that this guy, you, are, you must be out of your mind. It's rich people who buy houses. <laughs> we, we are trying to build, even our own foundation that you can do yourself. We are not, it's not working. Is it buying a house that they want all the money that will work? For one year, that house stood there. And we had church members who were living in the boys' quarters behind it. And they came back after one year saying that the guy wants to sell low. The owner came around again, wants to sell low. So this time, we just said, ah, by that time, we had been hearing our father saying, build a house. Build a house. Own a house. You must own your own house. We had heard it as words. Do you understand? Words are seeds. So because it was a seed, we said, okay, let's just go and meet the man. You may never know limited. So we went to meet the man. And the man told us the price of the house. And we were very surprised because the price of the house was equal the, to the price of the size of land in Accra. That's all. And we were getting land plus house for that price. Yeah. We went and asked various people to come. It was an old house. It needed work. But we asked people, just come and look. Is this place worth it? Is it worth it? So oh, it's a very good buy. You buy it and then you restore it. So okay. Let's take a step of faith. And we cleared out every coin we had in every account. And we gave it to the man as the down payment. Are you there? It came to the grand sum total of what today is 2,000 Ghana cities. That was all our money in the world. 2,000. Two people who had worked for years. Our, all our savings in this wide world as we combed everything and scraped everything. And don't laugh because it's more than yours. <laughs> We scraped all together. And then we paid the down payment. And then the man said, okay, just, you know, continue paying. And we came home and we told our children and those living with us, okay, tighten your belt because right now. But I said to the glory of God that for one year, the tightening of belt never happened. 
It never happened. Life at home went on normally. And we'll be there. This will come. And we'll just push it there. This will come. Within one year, we had paid for the entire house. We had renovated it partially. When we moved into the house, it had no floors. Because we had discovered that a mango tree outside had entered the house. And so we had to dig up every floor and remove it. So we entered no floor. It had no windows because when you leave a house to stand on its own, they'll steal the louvers. <laughs> Are you there? But I tell you something. It was ours. It was ours. I said it was ours. It was ours. The condition in, it was in as we moved in, it was not nice. But while we were inside, I remember my colleague came from work. She said, oh, I'm coming. And I said, Pat, my bathroom, you have to stand on a stone and put your bucket there to take a shower. She said, I don't mind. And when she arrived, then she said, my sister, my bathroom is exactly the same. She's also a nurse of mommy somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And she and her husband, they used another strategy. I'm sharing this with you because there are house owners here. You just don't know that you're a house owner. She and her husband used another strategy. Do you want to know their strategy? Their strategy was to wake up every Monday morning. And on Monday, one bag of cement. You see, if you have to buy a bag of cement on Monday, it cuts away a lot of inquiry. See that you are quiet. Because you are about to go and buy KFC. Then remember that, hey, on Monday, one bag of cement. And they had done one bag of cement and they had built the house. Yeah. That's why the Bible says it's with wisdom that a house is built. Well, I know I have preached for a long time, but you need to hear it. Hallelujah. The blessings of the deep, they are for you. The gold and the silver and the diamonds. Those of you who have copper we uh, wedding rings, God is changing it to gold. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Some of you cry, it's not copper. Is this market metal, the one that peels and then no problem. It was your beginning, but it's not your end. Number three, the blessings of the breasts. It's not just saying that you will marry. There is, it means something. Amen. The breast has a connotation. To a baby, it is provision. And to a baby or to a man, it is comfort. To a child, it is comfort. Amen. And so you see that Joseph was greatly comforted by God. Greatly. As the years passed, God comforted him. Amen. Hey, are you there? Yeah. When a baby has a mother who has breast milk, it doesn't need anything again. Doesn't, there is no uh, application for flour, for rice, for corn, water, salt, spices, chocolate, cake, Vitamins, all of that is equal to zero by virtue of the breast. And so when God blesses you with the blessings of the breast, it's the blessing of provision. And some of you, you are going to see more divine provision. Yeah. Divine provision. Divine provision. One day somebody was saying that, hey, your children, you have done well. All of them, they have iPad. They have the, I said, brother, you have made a very big mistake, oh. They have believed God themselves for what they have. Yeah. You'll be there watching somebody's own and say that my roommate has got there. You don't understand. Push your neighbor and say, you don't understand. Yeah. Believe God yourself. Believe God yourself. Mm. Hey. 
Amen. Joseph received not just a wife, children as well. Hallelujah. God comforted him. When he brought him out, he didn't just bring him out of jail to just become an ordinary person. He rose up over everybody. He was now in charge of everything. If Pharaoh ate, it was because of Joseph. If the last person down there, the last Kalode ate, it was because of Joseph. And the last blessing that he had were the blessings of the womb. Who would have ever expected that by the time this boy had gone through all this, he would have children who would become major tribes among the children of Israel? Receive it as a blessing that God will make you fruitful. Amen. In spiritual things and in physical things. That the blessing of heaven above, the blessing of the earth beneath. Are you there? The blessings of the deep, the blessings of the breast, and the blessing of the womb. It will be your portion. Stand to your feet this afternoon. This afternoon, I just want you to pray a prayer. I come across so many of you. You say, I'm depressed. I'm tired. You are too young to be depressed and a bit too young to be tired. Today, you want to just talk to God. It's the voice of God you need to hear. The one lifting you up and not allowing you to be consumed. He will never allow your foot to be moved. Oh, yes. He will never allow you to be overcome. He will never allow you to be out. You may be down for some time, but you will not be out. This afternoon, talk to him. Some of you, he's giving you an extra dose of grace to continue to believe. Some of you, you're going to have visions and dreams. Some of you, you already have some supernatural spiritual wisdom. If you deploy it, it will help you. Talk to the Lord. 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 Talk your own issue. Thank him for the example of Joseph. He has sent you dreams to encourage you. Somebody here, he has given you a retentive memory. That's his blessing to you. Use it well. It will get you out of trouble and out of situations. Somebody has given you an uncommon favor. People see you and they like you. It comes from God. Don't let it take you down the wrong road. It comes from God. The blessing of heaven above. The blessing of the deep. The blessings of the breast and the blessings of the womb. Today, let go of the depression. Spirit of depression, let go of the people of God in the name of Jesus. And let the spirit of heaviness be replaced by the spirit of joy. Receive the spirit of joy from above. Receive the spirit of joy. Receive the spirit of joy. Oh, yes. Receive it today. Somebody, God is just encouraging you. God is encouraging you. He is reminding you that you would not have been here if it had not been for him. And he's saying to you today, don't give up. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank him for the grace. Thank him for the favor. 
Thank him for the blessing. Thank him. Just pray for a few minutes. It's the same God that was here for you in the midnight. It's the same God who is able to wipe your tears away. It's the same God who was there. Today, somebody is God is speaking to somebody. Who is able to wipe your tears away? It's the same God who was there time of black and white. It's the same God. It's Jehovah, my great provider. Tell me why you've given up on God. Tell me why you've given up on him. Tell me why you've given up on God. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Change is on the way.
and you need to confess him as the Lord and Savior of your life. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this afternoon. You have not given your life to Jesus Christ. This time is your time. Jesus is the one who redeems. He is the one who makes all the difference. And so where you are standing, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just lift up your right hand also and we'll pray together. Just lift it up. Just lift up your right hand. Just lift up your right hand. We'll pray together. Lift it up. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands all over. Just lift it up. Yes, God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. If your hand is lifted up, please step out of where you are standing. Allow an usher or a pastor to guide you and come and join us here in front. Just come. Just come. Today, just turn your face to Jesus and come. Another way to break the curse is by the redemption of Jesus Christ. Just come. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come from the left. Come from the right. Come from the back. Nowhere is too far. God bless you. If you are not coming to the front, you shouldn't be moving around at this time. Just come. Just come. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you today. He says, come and let's sort this out. So that he can come and stand there on your behalf. Jesus. I'm talking to somebody. Your heart is beating. He's calling you. Then come. Your heart is beating. Just come. You're saying, I've been in church for years. No church has died for you. No church can save you. It's Jesus you need to receive. Just step out of where you are. Come. Come. You are wondering, should I go? Should I not go? Then you must come. That's him calling you. Just step out and come. Just step out. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just keep coming. Just keep coming. Just keep coming. Just keep coming. Jesus is locating you today. Jesus is calling you today. He knows you by name. Just come. You may be disappointed with yourself, but he is not disappointed with you. Just come. Just come. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. If you're standing in front here, I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for each one who is standing here this afternoon to give their lives to you. May they never go backwards. May they never give up. May they never give in to the enemy. Satan, I rebuke your hand in their lives and I command you to let go of them. Let them be established in your kingdom. Let them be redeemed, O oh God, from every curse and from every problem. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at Ethel Ayudiasi. God richly bless you.